0: Practically, how do they bring a person to this ubudiyah? Like we mentioned some practical ways that they bring a person to tawbah. How do they bring to ubudiyah? Number one is by increasing our ibadat. And again, I don't want to jump the gun because we'll talk about this tonight and even more tomorrow, but nafal ibadat. And we've really underestimated the importance and the power and the benefit of Nathal ibadat. You know, the best example is, I told you, I told you about Tahajjah. All of you know that. All of us know that. Everyone in this room would love to be a person who prays Tahajjah every night. Right? Why? Because we know, not because we think it's fars, not because we think it's wajib, but we know that there's an immense, not a slight, an immense benefit in doing that. Not a small gain, an immense gain in our relationship with Allah for doing that. Immense. That is the power of Nafil Ibadah. That is why even, you know, in Urdu, when you want to describe someone as an abd, you say tahajjud guzal. It means abd. It means min ibad is means a person with, for whom ubudiyah is ghalib. Ghalib on their sleep. Ghalib on their lifestyle. The asal thing about them is that they're an abd. They're an abid. They're worshipper of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then another major thing, teaching of the Sauf, again, which is, again, Islam, right? Is that it takes a person out of love for this world. Because what's happened is the reason we don't have that ubudiyah for Allah is that because we've sold ourselves an ubudiyah to this dunya. That's why the Prophet said, هُبَّ Dunya رَأْسِ That love for this world is the root of all sin, all evil. But again, that one line isn't isn't alone enough to explain to someone how to get out of it. You'd have to sit down with someone. Let's say somebody's working in a corporate company. You need to sit down and unpack for them what has been done to them. How the corporate company's vision and mission and their career and all of that has been drilled into them. And that that is ghalib on their identity. And that their living and breathing is all for that. And I can't use words in Hadith to explain that to them. I have to use words of the time. I have to use terminology of the time to explain that to them, what has been done to them. I have to bring them to the reality of this Hadith. I have to bring them to the muqsud of this Hadith so that why the Prophet say this so that we would leave love for the dunya. A lot of the suraf is on this, taking people out from the being ensnared in the fitna of the dunya. And the second type of ubudiyat that we have been guilty of is ubudiyat to our nafs. That we've become slaves of our nafs. That's why we're not slaves of Allah. That our primary identity is doing what I want, doing what pleases me, doing what makes me happy. This, even in the West, this used to be called hedonism. Now it's glorified as humanism. That do what you like, do what makes you happy. Bitaab jessikar nitab O shabash. Right? That's not what you tell your son. You should say, "Beta, kare." That's it. just look at this jumla. you can understand, Urdu. look how far sensibility has gone. You know what I'm saying. That jumla, Beta, kare." that is 99 percent on our tongues. And Beta, kare." that's one percent on our tongues. So where we've gone, we've totally strayed from the essence. To scan, to sow, off, that's why we're because purifying, because we're impure, we've soiled our concepts. Our complete the sower and outlook and conceptualization in life is skewed. To fallen into ubudiyat of our nafs. Allahu Akbar. And the methods for this are ajib, And they change over time. There was a time in the medieval period in which they prescribed this thing called ziyadat. Ziyadat al-nafs means real mujahidah. So, these are the stories you will read, right? That the person used to fast every other day or the person would never let themselves drink cold water, right? Or, you know, and, and you know, look at the reaction we have. The jiu, oh, that's kind of extreme. Show me a sahaba who did that, right? So, what you should be thinking is, okay, but this person, something must have happened to them, right? They must have been worried. Kamaskam chalo, aapne jisne की की all we know Allah is saying that 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 Allah that Allah is saying that Allah is saying that Allah is saying is is know, we know and of course the big B word which is coming tomorrow. The big B word will be covered tomorrow in depth. I did it last time I came but apparently some of you were not here for that. When I gave a whole day just on the B word. Take it, one whole day I gave on it. I also think right there must be something. There must be I mean look at Alhamdulillah MashaAllah what emotion drove this person to do this. What love for Allah does this person have? Well, Allah ta'ala says in the فَاتَّخِذُوهُ one That takes shaitan as an enemy. This person I feel took shaitan as an enemy. Allah Akbar. He took this verse to heart. He said, shaitan, you're messing with me. You're messing with me. I'm taking you as an enemy. Allahu Akbar. If it means I have to fast, if it means I have to pray long nawafil at night, if it means I have to read three juz a day, if it means I have to do this, if it means I have to walk to Hajj, Allahu Akbar, there were mujahids. Mujahids, they should be celebrated that this ummah has created such people. Huh? If they said it was farce, it would be bidat. They never said it was farce. If they said it was wajib problem, if they said it was sunnah problem, if they just said that, look, this is what I'm doing for myself, me apne aapku istenu bacchano. Aap apne aapku and Allah Akbar, such pure lives. Don't look at just the fact that they didn't drink cold water. Look at the taqwa. Look what they did in that day. Allah Akbar. Look at their taqwa. And Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala said in the Quran, Inna akramakum That the most honored of you are the ones who have the most taqwa. Allah said, go for it. There's no limit in taqwa. No limit. No limit in taqwa. Nobody's trying to outdo the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Right? That's another jeep thing, and I explained this to you last time that oh, but the Prophet never did this. Do these people think they're better? No, they think they're worse. They think they're worse, that's why they have to do this. The Prophet never sat down and did Tajweed. Off, off. Do I think I'm better than him by doing this? No. I'm worse. <laughs> that's why I have to do it. I'm weak. Don't you remember? The weak student gets the tutor. The weak student does extra hours of homework. The weak student has to do another thousand mathematic problems. Because he's weak. He doesn't think he's better than the good student. He's weak. That's why she does more. Because she's trying to make herself good. So yes, they would tell a person. They would say, look, you have to do naf al-ibadat. That will increase your ubudiyat towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you have to rid yourself of the ubudiyat of the dunya. And you have to rid yourself of the ubudiyat of the nafs. And the same method, the same model. Nasiha, suhbah Rabita, ittila, soal, ittiba, that same taskiyah model from the Quran and Sunnah will be used for this also. Let's take again, remove ourselves from ubudit of the nafs. So let me show you how I do it with the lums students. That is, for the boys at lums, right, their biggest problem is their nafs, right? So you have to open up to them, right, the travesty of their condition. You have to explain to them that they've given in to unlawful emotions. You have to show them how media and this whole society has been structured to skew them. So that's the nasihat. That's the ilm, the imparting of the ilm. Then you've got to disconnect them. That again is where the power of the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes in. And really, I mean, because I've been saving this, otherwise I would have said it many times already, but the zikr of Allah and the muhammad of Allah. That is what is going to take a person out. That is actually the really the most powerful thing. The biggest tool of Tasawwuf and tazkiyya is zikrullah and Muhammadi ilahi. These are the two biggest things that they bring a person to. And really, wallahi, when a person is brought to these two things, Allahu Akbar. Then doing amal on the Qur'an, sun and sharia becomes a joy for them. Becomes a pleasure for them. Just like mean you don't have to do any mujahidah to eat ice cream. Just like that, this person is doing amal and sharia. Just like mazimit. Mazimit. That is what it means to take ourselves out from the slavery of nafs. Quran. إِنَّن نَفْسَ لَأَمَارَةٌ بِالسّوءِ That verily the nafs is amar, not even amir, Ammar is all commanding you to sue to evil. It means that we are slaves of that all commander. How to bring a person out from that nafs amara into nafs al That is the saw nafs mutmainna And number one the meaning of mutma'inna, by the way, is not peace. It means that nafs that is mutma'in on the deen. Mutma'in on sharia khush hai deen par Is happy and pleased with every single hukum of the Qur'an, sunnah and sharia. And does amal and ittiba of the Qur'an, sunnah and sharia happily and pleasingly It in a state of pleasure The best way, the example I can give you is all of you have felt this by the grace and fuzzle and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in Ramadan. That when you're fasting in Ramadan and you don't drink water, you're you're completely mutmin on that hukam. Completely mutmin. The easiest thing for you to do that day was not to eat. I'm talking about in an emotional sense, right? Physically you may have felt the pangs of hunger but emotionally you never even thought of cheating right on your fast. You are completely mutma'in on the hukmi shari'i. That is the nafs mutma'inna. It's completely mutma'in on the shari'a. That's a totally different type of nafs. And then because of that, it gets a separate type of itmina, which is the serenity, tranquility, peace, and contentment. That is what the word Islam is. Islam is salam through taslim, peace through submission. That is the itmina, peace through submission. That's why the sponsor said, رَاضِيَةً Mardiya. First they are razi. That nafs is razi. I mutmin on the deen. مَرْضِيَةً Allah is pleased with them. Allah and part of that pleasure, part of that, not all of that, but part of that raza is that He sends down the sukun and the itmanan on our hearts. So that journey from Nafsi amarat to نَفْسِ مُطْمِنَّ to take us out from the ubudiyat of our nafs into the ubudiyat of Allah. To take us out from the ubudiyat of the dunya into the ubudiyat of Allah. All of this is, is something that the soul targets. The soul is that canon of Islam that targets this. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable all of us to become people who can try to internalize all of these lofty and noble teachings. May He make people who are His truest and lo- most loyal ibad. May He enable us to do tawbah for all of our betrayals and our disloyalties. And our failures in being His servant. Wa afdal da'wana. An alhamdulillah. Hilam bin